Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Is it worth it? The Film Review Podcast presents Road to the Oscars. Join me, David Long, on this journey as we talk all things Oscars before the big event, the 93rd Academy Awards, on Sunday the 25th of April 2021. So sit back, relax and enjoy Road to the Oscars. Hello and welcome to Series 2, Episode 5 of Is It Worth It Presents Road to the Oscars. My name is David Long and I am your host. Thank you for joining me on this journey as we count down the days to the 93rd Academy Awards on the 25th of April 2021 in sunny Los Angeles, US of A. If you love film and especially if you love award season, then you, my friend, are in the right place. Today's episode is going to be seriously fun, as for the first time ever we are recording our predictions for all 23, yes that's right, all 23 categories of this year's Oscars. We've now had all the major precursors, including the likes of the Golden Globe Awards, the Critics' Choice and all the guilds, including the Directors, Producers and Screen Actors Guild, as well as the BAFTAs. The puzzle is really beginning to come together now, and it's time, folks, it's time to lay our cards out on the table. So that's exactly what we are going to do. So sit back, relax, and enjoy our predictions special. It gives me tremendous pleasure to introduce my fifth guest on this series from the superb, and I mean truly superb, Is It Worth It? The Film Review Podcast. (laughs) It is none other than Craig Fields. Craig. Oh, David. How are you? (laughs) It's truly spectacular and a true and i mean this a real pleasure to be here with you on road to the oscars a true prestigious podcast um (laughs) going through everything from the oscars from the very beginning right to the very end um and i can't wait to delve into this with you Mm. is this the point where you ask me whether people can find uh, my podcast (laughs) Yes, Craig, where can they find Is It Worth It? The Film Review Podcast? Well, you can find Is It Worth It? The Film Review Podcast online at www.isitworthitpodcast.com. <laughs> or you can find us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or all good podcasting apps. Fantastic. Craig, I've had a real blast so far on this series, and we've had some great guests on, but mm. I really wanted to get my best buddy on for this predictions episode, and I think we're going to have a real laugh today and what i do want to say before we kick off i think it's going to be fascinating to hear the difference in selections i've obviously studied the award season hard and i mean hard and i followed the betting market very closely i've had sleepless <laughs> nights over this craig i and let me tell you folks i've been working hard on this craig's been telling me to slow down and stop he's he's told me you're, you're overthinking this you're doing too much work craig i'm coming at it from a from an analytical angle from a from a betting angle from a, a studying it angle what angle are you coming at these oscars predictions from well 
I'm coming at it from the angle of somebody who enjoys watching movies and is looking at the performances and the films and the story that they're going to be telling. And the Oscars are a prestigious award ceremony. You can't get better than the Oscars. Mm. So in that sense, what I'm looking for is what I think is is worthy of the best award that you can possibly get. And and I will be honest in my opinion about that. I'm not looking at the precursors. I'm not looking at what the, the awards have already gone to and, and mm. what it's likely to and what the betting odds are going to be talking about because I don't I don't like that. Like I, I, I understand that, that it... it, it all adds up into yeah. a, a win for somebody when you're trying to predict but i'm predicting this from what i want to win and it's 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 more of a a whimsical hearty approach i suppose <laughs> but 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 at the end of the day it's it's the approach that i like because i I'm, I'm not a fan of betting i'm not a fan of of um you know awards going to people that possibly don't actually deserve them um wow. So it's it's about in my in my in my opinion what mm. I think is the best um, uh, person or film or whatever it is that like, that the award deserves to go to essentially. Do you know what? That's that's absolutely fascinating, Craig, and it's one of the reasons I wanted to have you on because you can overthink this, you can overanalyze this, and there's crossover stats galore, there's precursors galore, and you know a big shout out to our buddies Mike, Mike and Oscar. If you want a real deep dive, they recently did their selections and their predictions. The episode was about an hour and a half. Loads of crossover stats, loads of loads of meat on the bone. We're going to take a bit more of a spontaneous approach to this, and I think it is important to note that both me and Craig have made these selections in private. In fact, I don't think Craig has even picked his yet. I think he's going to pick them live on air, which I didn't know about until literally 10 minutes ago, but I think it's fascinating. <laughs> well, that, I, I thought that's how we were going to be doing it. We have the ballot, we go through the ballot, and then we tally it up when the Oscars are over. I thought that's what we were doing. I mean, I've thought about this so much, so I have filled my ballot out, but I think the important thing to know is that we don't know what the other one has picked. Craig hasn't even picked his yet. This could be absolutely unscripted chaos. Craig told me, we don't need a script for this. We're just going to dive straight into it. So that's what we're doing. And shall we go for it, Craig? Uh, yes. <laughs> so, folks, it's our final episode before the big day itself, the 93rd Academy Awards, as we said, coming this Sunday, um, the 25th of April. Um it's time. It's really time. Um, and what we've done is we found a ballot on time. <laughs> it is time, Craig. It uh, is time. We found a ballot online. Um, and again, this will make you laugh, folks. In terms of the order, we're just going to go off the ballot itself. Um, but we will be saving the best till last. So the best picture will be our final selection. And this is quite funny. I spent hours, and I mean literally hours, thinking about what order should we do this in? Should we do it with the smaller um, undercard first and then build to the bigger awards later? And Craig just texts me saying... Let's do the ballot order. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, um, that's not the tone that um, I, I carried across in the text message. It was, well, let's just do it in the ballot order. There's an order. It's already so there done. you have it, folks. We're doing it in the ballot order. We haven't scripted it. It's going to be absolute chaos. And the first category on the ballot, which I've got, you can hear it there in front of me, is actor <laughs> in a leading role. And the nominees are Riz Ahmed, Sound of Metal, Chadwick Boseman, Mulraney's Black Bottom, Anthony Hopkins, the father, Gary Oldman, Mank, and Stephen Yuen, Minari. Um, how are we doing this, Craig? Am I gonna? Uh, I'm gonna ask you first. 
I mean, if you want to do that, so whoever reads it out, I suppose, asks the person what they're going to choose. And then, so you're going to ask me what I'm going to choose, yeah? Yeah. So, Craig, for actor in a leading <laughs> role, what have you got? Who have you got and why? Okay, so I'm looking at them. I'm contemplating. I mean, <laughs> it's you know what? Straight away, I know exactly who it's going to. Chadwick Boseman. 100%. Okay, wow. That's my choice. Um, so Craig has gone for Chadwick Boseman. And let me tell you, folks, there is a lot of talk online at the moment about Anthony Hopkins causing a bit of a surprise. But before I give my selection, just to say Boseman won the Globe, the Critics' Choice and the Screen Actors Guild. Hopkins won the BAFTA. Um, Chadwick Boseman is the short price betting favourite. Craig has gone for Chadwick Boseman. And Craig, for the first time, and maybe for many, many more times on this episode, I'm going to be with you here. I think Chadwick Boseman, the late great Chadwick Boseman. He is the one to eight, very short price betting favourite. And I think he's a short price betting favourite for a reason. Globe, choice and SAG winner. Um, mm. I don't think there's anything out of the ordinary here. We're both going for Chadwick Boseman. But don't rule out Anthony Hopkins, folks. If there is going to be a surprise, it could come from Anthony Hopkins. So in the first category, we've both gone for Chadwick Boseman. Craig. I would just like to Ooh. add, sorry, <laughs> Anthony Hopkins was sort of in contention there between the two, mm. but I do think Bozeman's uh, performance is somewhat, I don't know, maybe it's, is it better because it's posthumous? I don't know, mm. but it's... I, that's that's a really awful thing to say, actually. But I I, I don't know. But but Craig, it's it's actually it, it's not an awful thing to say because you know how much I love my Oscars. If you look online, if you study this category, a lot of people have been saying if Chadwick Boseman was still alive, would he be as clear a favour? And I think he would. I think it's the best mm. performance. And I'm going on. I'm forget the betting lines here. Forget the precursors. I think it's the best performance, and that's why I've ch- picked it. But Hopkins was incredible in The Father. We will say that. Oh yeah, definitely, definitely. Craig, so next documentary up. feature, yeah? Yes, please. Sorry, <laughs> I should have let you ask me. <laughs> <laughs> documentary feature, then uh, we've got Collective, Crip Camp, The Mole Agent, My Octopus Teacher, and Time. Uh, David, which one are you going to pick them? Well, My Octopus Teacher caused a major surprise by winning Best Documentary at the Producers Guild of America, and it also went on to win the BAFTA. My Octopus Teacher was as big as 8 to 1, but it's now the short-priced favourite. I have seen this. I've actually seen four of the documentaries in this category. My Octopus Teacher... No, sorry. Three. My Octopus Teacher... No, I can't count. I've seen My Octopus Teacher, Time and Crip Camp, so that's three, so I can count. Um, (laughs) All of them brilliant documentaries. My Octopus Teacher is available now on Netflix. It is visually gorgeous, the sound design is incredible, and it features a a wonderful performance from a little female octopus. It's won some of the precursors, that PGA, and it's won the BAFTA. It's now the short price favourite. For me, My Octopus Teacher will win documentary feature. So I have gone for My Octopus Teacher. Craig, this is going to be interesting. On the back of what I've just said in, in regard to the precursors, are you going with My Octopus Teacher as well? I mean, I may have to because I haven't watched any of them, so I don't know 
anything about any of these documentary features and i am ashamed to say that but i just as as um most of our listeners may know time has eluded me uh, (laughs) in uh in recent months and it's been a very difficult time to get content out and watch things and all that shenanigans we still have an episode main show in hand that needs to be edited and put out this will be going out before then um so in that in that uh i'm going purely on the name really here and i like the sound <laughs> of my octopus teacher so i'm i'm ticking that off i'm ticking so that craig off. has gone for my octopus teacher let me tell you folks i spent hours studying this watching these documentaries and craig likes the name but do you know what i think craig at the moment you're two for two i think bozeman will win i think my octopus teacher will win the next category is production design and let me grab my ballot and see what the nominees are the nominees are the father Rainey's black bottom mank news of the world and tenet craig um we've seen let me think we've seen all of these yeah we definitely have yeah we've seen all of these sorry folks my brain isn't working craig you don't know the betting odds you don't take the precursors into consideration too much. You've got your ballot in front of you. You're doing it mm-hmm. live. What are you yep. going for here? Okay, so let's run through this a little bit in my head. The father, I think, had an amazing production design. Yep. Um, it, 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 ha- it worked hand in hand with the visual editing there. Um, Ma Rainey's Black Bottom is very similar in that nature. They're both plays or f- are built from plays, I suppose. Or, or um, So, yeah, um, Mank... I think was incredible as well. Um, so Mank and Marani, News of the World, pretty standard Western almost. Mm. Tenant was pretty great, but yeah. I mean, yeah, I mean, I don't, I think it falls short a little bit there within this category. I think Tenant would be bottom. So you know what? It's between Marani and Mank for me. Wow. Um, and I think I'm, I'm going to go for Mank. I'm going for Mank. Wow, this is one of the reasons I wanted Craig on. He he, he just said it's between Mar Rainey and Mank, and he's absolutely spot on. Mank is the one to five short price betting favourite. Mar Rainey's Black Bottom is the second favourite at seven to one. The Tenant nine to one. The Father twenty to one. And News of the World twenty to one. And the really? reason, yeah, I I would not have expected the Father to be there. I would yeah. expect it to be higher. So the father on betting is fourth favourite to win this. Mank is a very, very short priced favourite. And actually, Craig, for the first three selections, we've we've gone hand in hand. Um, Mank for me, um, Mank leads the way at the Academy Awards, folks, with 10 nominations. And there's no way that um, Mank goes home empty handed. And I think the production design on Mank was... Absolutely phenomenal. Um, visually, it was great. I thought they did a tremendous job on that. It's the one to five betting favourite for a reason. And for me, um, we're three for three, Craig. <laughs> Believe it or Excellent. not, I'm also going for Mank. Craig, so, what have we got up next? Sorry, I keep jumping in the gun. Don't ask me what was coming up next. I'll just do it. <laughs> okay. All right. Okay. Okay. <laughs> So we've got actor in a supporting role. Uh, so it's Sasha Baron Cohen from The Trial of Chicago 7, Daniel Kaluuya, Judas and the Black Messiah, Leslie Odom Jr., One Night in Miami, Paul Racy. Is it Paul Racy or Paul Ratchie? Mm, Paul we Racy. keep getting that wrong. I apologise. Yeah. I'm still Sound not sure. Metal. Yeah. Uh, Lakeith Stanfield, uh, Judas and the Black Messiah. David, um, out of all those, I th- there's a clear winner here, I think, and you're going to pick it straight away, aren't you? 
Yes, there is a clear winner. Um, he's the ridiculously, ludicrously short 1-16 to 16 betting favourite, and rightly so, um, Daniel Kaluuya. He's won the Golden Globe, he's won the Critics' Choice, he's won the Screen Actors Guild, and he's won BAFTA. Daniel Kaluuya was outstanding in Judas and the Black Messiah as Fred Hampton, a truly career-defining performance, and... This category, Craig, is absolutely 100% locked up. Um, I, you would be, I mean, I have seen some people who I would consider madmen um, opposing Daniel Kaluuya. There is no evidence to oppose him. Um, he's literally won everything going and he's going to win the Oscar. Um, for you, Craig, actor in a supporting role, who are you going for? So for me, it's between three, three people here. Daniel Kaluuya... Leslie Odom Jr. and Lakeith Stanfield, I think, are the three that are head and shoulders above the others, perhaps, in terms of who might win this award. Mm. Um, Daniel, could you, yeah, it's got my, he's got my vote, 100%. Like, he should really... It's almost an actor in a leading role, but demoted to supporting role, yeah. and you can't not win, sort of thing. Like... Like the Premier League and being demoted to, to <laughs> Division One, but you're a Premier League team that's so good that you just win everything in the in 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 Division One. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. If that um, even it, makes it, sense in the football analogy, <laughs> we do foot, we do sport analogies, we do food analogies. Um, interesting. Yeah, you said who it's between. I mean, Daniel Kaluuya is one to sixteen. Everyone else is a really big price. Leslie Odom Jr. sixteen to one. Sasha Baron Cohen eighteen to one. Paul Racy twenty five to one. The Keith Stanfield is the rank outside at 33 to 1 really there is yeah but I think that's because for for Kaluuya and remember Lakeith was supposed to be lead there was uproar on film Twitter when he was put into um, supporting there is this theory on Twitter of cannibalisation so the Lakeith Stanfield could eat into Daniel Kaluuya's vote and therefore could the Judas and the Black Messiah vote be split and could that therefore give an opportunity for someone like Sasha Baron Cohen or Leslie Odom Jr. a chance? I don't buy into that. For me, we're going to be four out of four the same picks, which is unbelievable. For, for me and for Craig, Daniel Kaluuya, Globe Choice SAG BAFTA, next on the list is the Oscar. Um, for us, the next on the list is Documentary Short Subject, and the nominees are Colette, A Concerto is a Conversation, Do Not Split, Hunger Ward, and A Love Song for Latasha. Now, this is a, an interesting category and one that I've literally put a star next to. It's one of two categories that I'm, I'll admit I'm very, very ropey on, and I think Craig is as well, but I'd be fascinated to hear... Um, Craig's thoughts. Obviously, we are throwing it over to Craig. Craig, I I imagine you've not seen any of these, but what what angle are you coming at with this? If you're not coming at it from a betting angle, is this just put a pin in it and hope? Yeah, it is. Um, <laughs> I, as you say, I haven't I haven't seen these. I would love to sit down and watch all of them in one go, and I'm I'm sure most of them I probably could knock them out of the park. I may try and watch them before Sunday if I can. Um, I mean, let me think. It is going to go purely on name. I don't even have a synopsis for any of these. I like the name. A, con a concerto or concerto is a conversation. I mean, that sounds beautiful. I'm going to go for that. 
<laughs> I love this, folks. I love it. And Craig has picked the four to one second favourite. Um, our buddies Mike, Mike, and Oscar, also Mike, is very, very hot on this, Craig. It's actually also Mike's pick. So you're in the same boat as him. <laughs> so I Fantastic. think that's absolutely fa- fascinating. I'm going for a love song for Latasha. Um, a love song for Latasha is on Netflix now. I watched it today, uh, and it's about the the killing of Latasha Harlins um, and how it became a flashpoint for the 1992 LA uprising. Um, this documentary explores the 15-year-old's life and dreams. It's only 19 minutes long. It's on Netflix now, a love song for Latasha. I was really impressed with this documentary, Craig, um, this documentary short subject. It's only 19 yeah. minutes. Um, it's on Netflix now. I, I watched it today. I would really encourage our viewers to give this a watch. Um, before I give my selection, that is my selection, by the way. Um, here's the betting. <laughs> <laughs> here's the betting very quickly. A love song for Latasha is the even money favourite. A concerto is a conversation is four to one. Do not split ten to one. Colette twenty to one and hunger ward twenty to one. A love song for Latasha is my selection. It's the even money favourite, i.e. you will double your money. So if you put ten pounds on, you would win ten pounds and get twenty pounds back. I think a love song for Latasha was a great documentary short, and I think it will win at the Oscars. Excellent, David. Um, I can't wait to actually. I'm actually making notes here and tallying up which ones you've put and which ones I've put as as we start to. If I lose divide. this, I will retire. Road to the Oscars. I will <laughs> end Road to the Oscars. If I lose to a man who literally put a pin in the last category, but the crazy thing is, Craig, is you went for the second favourite that's got a, a solid chance of winning. Well, you know. It is what it is. And moving on to the animated short film. Um, again, this is one that I I haven't actually um, managed to watch anything for. And again, mm. I apologise to the listeners that are listening here saying, who are you? What are you? What are you doing? Well, ladies and gentlemen, it's just a bit of fun. Um, so what are the... <laughs> what are the nominations here? Well, we have Burrow, uh, Genius Loki, Loki, Loki. Loki. Loki, Loki. Uh, if anything happens, I love you. Uh, opera and yes, people. Um, David, enlighten me. What have you gone for here? So um, I've seen two of the uh, five here. Um, if anything happens, I love you is on Netflix now. Um, Burrow is on Disney Plus. Um, just a quick Burrow, Craig, is this gorgeous little animated short about a little burrowing creature that wants to build a house and he keeps burrowing and bumping into other burrowers who have already built their home. So he goes deeper and deeper and deeper. It's a wonderful little uh, short on Disney Plus. Um, Does he end up in Hollow Earth? <laughs> in middle earth what was it called what was it in kong was it hollow earth hollow earth yeah yeah or mid not middle earth like in lord of the rings but burrow is a tremendous little documentary but i'm actually going here and i think you may follow suit craig with if anything happens i love you um it is the short price two to five betting favourite, and I'll tell you why. It's a real gut-punching, hard-hitting docu- uh, uh, short film Sorry, on Netflix right now. And I don't want to say too much about it, but I would watch it. It's an analysis of loss. It's an analysis of a... And I don't want to give it away because it will slightly spoil it. It's an analysis of a major problem in the US, a recurring problem in the US. 
um, and it's a powerful short. Um, it's the two to five favourite. Opera is nine to two. Borrow seven to one. Genius Loci twelve to one. And Yes People twenty to one. So I'm going for the favourite. Um, if anything happens, I love you because I've seen it because it's brilliant and because it will win. Um, I'm going to go for Opera because I like Opera. <laughs> you um, think it's the nine to two second favourite? I don't. I yeah. Okay. Wow. Um, uh, yeah. So yeah, you can you can move on to actress, I guess, in the lead. Listen, world. folks, this, this this we're gonna some of these some of these categories we are a little bit ropey on, but to have Craig on and to to compare these at the uh, on Monday is going to be absolutely fascinating. Um, on to a oh, this category, Craig, has given me sleepless nights, restless nights. Yeah. It is actress in a leading role, um, and the nominees. Are Viola Davis, Ma Rainey's Black Bottom, Andra Day, The United States versus Billie Holiday, Vanessa Kirby, Pieces of a Woman, Francis McDormand, Nomadland, and Kerry Mulligan, P- a pr- Promising Young uh, Woman. I have some betting odds. I have some stats. You do not have either of those. You do have an opinion, no. though. And I'm fascinated to know what it is because this is one of the most open categories and I'll explain why shortly. But what did you think of these performances, Craig? Because you have seen all of them. And who's winning the Oscar? (laughs) Um, It's a really tough one, isn't it? Uh, Every single actress here um, is absolutely incredible. Viola Davis is somebody else in Ma Rainey's Black Bottom. Mm. I mean, she's Ma Rainey in Ma Rainey's Black Bottom. Um, Andra Day is just absolutely incredible as Billie Holiday. Yeah. Vanessa Kirby in Pieces of Woman is just out of this world and just so much emotion that runs through this woman's veins. I mean, the first 30 minutes of this film is just incredible. Frances McDormand perhaps for me is the weakest link in this in this category um she deserves an oscar i think she's great in the film i think she elevates the film um i i don't i don't think it's an oscar uh winning performance um so she's definitely not got my vote carrie mulligan in promising young women is just again incredible and i think deserves an oscar Mm. is it her time no (laughs) <laughs> no it's not no, okay it's not. wow i don't know where craig's going so who the hell is so, he going for i'm going for andra day i think it's wow. uh it's an out of this world performance it embodies everything about billy holiday it's raw it's painful to watch sometimes and um it the story as well it, there's something that the story interwoven with the performance elevates mm. the whole performance in the film if you if you had her playing somebody else in another film would it be as could she could she portray anything as 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 powerful as this and i don't know because everything about this role is is made for her in that sense like i i, I truly believe she embodies billy holiday like it's it's incredible and and i think i think she's gonna win i think she's gonna win Wow, um, that's really interesting. And to be honest, Craig, you could have in you can make a case for absolutely all of these actresses 
apart from perhaps Vanessa Kirby, who is the outsider. Let me give you the betting odds and then let me give you my selection. Kerry Mulligan is the favourite to win, 13-8. to Viola Davis is the second favourite at 2-1. to Francis McDormand is the third favourite at four to one. Andre Day is fourth favourite at six to one. So Craig's sitting on a six to one horse here, folks. And Vanessa Kirby is the outsider at twenty to one. Let me explain to you. Normally, in the best actor or actress race, you look at Kaluuya, you look at Bozeman. Normally, it's a it's a negative number. It's like one to six. Very, very short priced. The reason this category is so open is Golden Globe went to Andre Day. The Critics' Choice went to Kerry Mulligan. The Screen Actors Guild went to Viola Davis. And then to make things even more complicated, the BAFTA went to Francis McDormand. So all of those four major precursors, Craig, went to four different actresses. The only Mm. person to sort of miss out would be Vanessa Kirby, but she did really, really well in early award season. I think she did well at Venice, for example. Um, So you can make a case for absolutely anybody. Um... I think you're you're you've put a great case across there for Andra Day. Um she won the Golden Globe, um, so it's not implausible to think she'll win the Oscar. <sighs> who this has troubled me, this category. Who is who is my favourite performance? Probably Vanessa Kirby is probably my favourite performance. Um, I thought she was truly extraordinary, particularly in that first 30 minutes of Pieces of a Woman. Who do I think is going to win and who have I actually backed? And I have had a bet on this category. Um, I really fancy Viola Davis at two to one. She won the Screen Actors Guild. Um, There is a good crossover between the SAG winner and the Oscar winner. I don't have the stats in front of me when we're not doing a stat heavy episode, but take my word on it. The crossover between SAG and Oscar is good. Um, I think, I think it makes sense. I think Viola Davis will give a powerful speech. Um, I think it would be good for Ma Rainey to have Chadwick Boseman and Viola Davis. Um, I've actually got Ma Rainey winning quite a few Oscars on the night, but we'll get into that a bit later. But for me, look, any one of these five could win, but for me, it's going to be Viola Davis. Amazing. I'm just noting that down. You are genuinely (laughs) making a note of these, are you? I'm making a note which ones you're going for and which ones I'm... And if it's both of us, I've put C and D. I've put D next to the ones that you've done. So we are genuinely (laughs) going to compare. Um, We're going to move on, though, to film editing. And the nominations here are The Father, Nomadland, Promising Young Woman, The Sound of Metal, or Sound of Metal, sorry, The Trial of Chicago 7. Um, David, we're going to have arguments here, possibly, but I'd Mm. like to know who you're going for, please. So, dear listener, if you're listening and thinking film editing, what's that all about? It's it's huge. It's a major award on the night. Um, there's a there's a massive link between film editing and best picture. Like a film editing nomination is a is a real sort of show of strength when it comes to that best picture um, chances of winning. Um, the the betting for this is absolutely crazy. Like the bookmakers can't really make their mind up. But I will tell you, it's a, the, well, it's not a two horse race. It's a five horse race. But according to the bookmakers, Craig, it's a two horse race between the trial of the Chicago Seven, which is eleven to ten favorite, and the sound of metal, which is six to five. They're basically the same price. Nomadland is nine to one. The father is twenty eight to one. And promising young woman is the rank outsider at fifty to one. Um, the trial of the Chicago Seven and Sound of Metal 
um, tied for editing uh, at the Critics' Choice. Um, Sound of Metal won editing at BAFTA. I'm, I'm convinced that the trial of the Chicago. Look, if the trial of the Chicago Seven wins editing, it's probably got a good chance of winning Best Picture. As I don't think it's going to win Best Picture, I'm going for Sound of Metal here. Um, I've thought long and hard about this. It's 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 a fifty fifty coin toss between those two, um, but I'm going for Sound of Metal. Craig, what wacky out of the field left wing <laughs> hooligan? Left is- wing. <laughs> oh come on, David. Left Look, field. I mean, we have co- already discussed this. We have I, already discussed this yeah. in an episode that hasn't aired yet. Mm. Um, but we we compared the father and the Sound of Metal in terms of editing. Wow. And and. Uh, I, f- I, I don't understand how Sound of Metal is winning editing awards, or, or shall I say film editing awards, visual visual awards. I think The Father has some incredible video editing going on, visual mm. editing, to convey the sense of somebody going through a, a serious situation yeah. um, and really puts yourself in, in that person's shoes. And the sound of metal, that all happens and transpires through sound editing, through sound. So I don't really understand the the visual nature of it winning a film editing. Essentially, I think The Father has some absolute incredible editing and f- film editing to allow you to, to be part of a story. Yeah. Um, and that's why I'm going for The Father, 100%. Ladies and gentlemen, 28 to 1, The Father. This man has a set of conkers on him. Let me say that. But I'm that. not betting. I'm not betting. <laughs> I want The Father to win. I'm not betting and putting money down. I just think it has superior editing to all those other films. And and that's why I want it to win. Yeah. Um, do you know what? I that, I love that, Craig. I love the fact that, you know, the bookmakers are saying it's between the trial of the Chicago 7 and Sound of Metal. The precursors of some have gone to the trial, some have gone to Sound of Metal. Craig is going, no, actually, I think the best editing is The Father. I have seen one other person online pick The Father, but Craig is in a minority and fair play to him. Fair play. He's going for what he thinks should will win. Forget the price. That is a very impressive pick from Craig. But I'm going to go with Sound of Metal. On to the next category, live action short film. Uh, the nominees are Feeling Through, The Letter Room, The Present, Two Distant Strangers and White Eye. This is fascinating. Um... I've got a few notes on this. This is another one of the categories that I'm a little bit ropey on, um, but I do have a bit of knowledge and I have made my selection. Craig, are you are you stick a pin in it? Is that is that the? Yeah, it is again, unfortunately. Um, <laughs> so let's take a look at the name, see if I can get some kind of psychic reading from it, which might win. I like the sound of two distant strangers. I'm drawn oh, to no. it. Do you know what, folks? He's gone for the second favourite here at 13 to 8. 
This is live. We I didn't know what he was going to pick. The letter room is the favourite. Two distant strangers is the second favourite. Then you've got feeling through ten to one. The present sixteen to one, and white eye at sixty six to one, which is one of the biggest outsiders of the whole night. Um, the present and two distant strangers are both on Netflix. I'll repeat that. The present and two distant strangers are both on Netflix. The present one BAFTA. Um, very, very recently. So I'm going with the present to cause a shock at 16 to 1. And yes, dare I say it, I will be having a few pounds on it. So Craig has gone for the t- two distant strangers. He Craig could beat me in this category, folks. I'm going for the outsider, the present at 16 to 1. It's just won the BAFTA. I think it's going to cause an upset at the Oscars. So moving on to actress <laughs> in a supporting he role. <laughs> uh, we have Maria Bakalova for Borat's subsequent movie film, Glenn Close, Hillbilly Elegy, uh, Olivia Coleman, The Father, Amanda Seyfried, uh, Mank, and Yu Young Yong. I'm really sorry if I said that wrong. <laughs> Yu Jun Yong. I've Yu just said Jong it wrong Yun. as well. Oh, God. <laughs> <I'm>, uh, <laughs> you know what? It makes us sound really bad. I'm so sorry. Um, so that's from Minari. Um, okay, I have seen a majority of these, and all of them bar straight- Minari. Yeah, and you know what? That's a really hard one. Isn't yeah, it? It is I, a tough what, one. what are you going for? What are you going for? Um, so yeah, I'm glad you opened it up. Um, the Golden Globe went to Jodie Foster for the Mauritanian. Um, she's not actually here, so that's a bit of a pointless co- comment. But there you go. There's a, <laughs> there's a fact for you. Um, Thank you for that bit of information. <laughs> it's true. The Golden Globe did, did go to yeah. Jodie Foster. No, um, of course. Off the top of my head, Critics' Choice went to Maria Bakalova, and after the Critics' Choice win, Maria Bakalova was considered. Um, the favourite. But then, Craig, the SAG, so the Screen Actors Guild and BAFTA went to Yu Jung Yoon. There we go. Got the name right there. Apologies. Me and Craig don't mean to laugh at people's names. We're laughing at our own idiocy, not the name. Um, let me give you the betting odds and then let me give you who I'm going for. Yoon Yu Jung is the one to four. Um, I've just said it wrong again. I've got it. What have da- you said? I've got it down differently in my notes. What compared to the ballot? Hang on, let me let me look at the ballot. Um, Yu Jung Yoon. I'm sorry, Craig. I wrote it wrong in the script. It's so Yu it's Jung Yoon. So I My said it apologies. Right. I don't know. We, we this is live. This is happening live. But anyway, um, let me look at the ballot again <laughs> because I've got I've got two things in front of me. Um, Yu Jung Yoon, Minari, my apologies, is the one to four betting favourite. Maria Bakalova is four to one. Glenn Close is ten to one. Olivia Coleman is twenty-five to one. And the rank outsider is Amanda Seyfried. So who am I going for? Well, the obvious pick, the logical pick, is to go for um Yu Jung Yoon from Minari. She's just won the Screen Actors Guild, and she's just won the BAFTA. Um, The second most obvious, according to the betting, is Maria Bakalova. But I'm actually not going for either of those, Craig. I'm throwing a a curveball. I'm getting my wallet out, and I'm having a Mm -hmm. couple of quid. And my Mm -hmm. money is going on Glenn Close. Oh, no. (laughs) I thought you were going to say that. At 10 to 1. Look... 
You've lost some money there, mate. Uh, look, I, I, look, I accept that I'll probably... Look, but a tenner on that wins you £100, and I'm willing to lose ten. A tenner that you could have spent on something so much nicer, a pizza from Domino's or something. <laughs> I, I don't know. But, look, I think Glenn Close has been nominated for... It's either... F- I haven't got it in my notes, forgive me. It's either five or six Oscars. Um, forgive me if I'm wrong there, but she's been nominated a lot. She should have won for The Wife, but Olivia Coleman beat her... Um, yeah. for her performance um, that year. That was a huge shock, and I mean a huge shock. Glenn Close had won most of the precursors. She was the 1-20 to 20 betting favourite, and Olivia Coleman didn't steal the Oscar off her. That's not fair. Olivia Coleman was a big, big surprise. I think a lot of Academy members are going to remember the fact that Olivia Coleman caused that surprise when Olivia Coleman won for the favourite. I think a lot of Academy members are going to look at the amount of nominations that Glenn Close has had. And I think a lot of Academy members are going to pick Glenn Close. Nothing in terms of the precursors selects Glenn Cl- would suggest Glenn Close. Nothing logical would select, suggest Glenn Close. I'm going for Glenn Close. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I'm really torn. I'm actually thinking of picking the one that I haven't actually seen. Yeah, well, that without you've just heard what I've said, Craig. She won the SAG, she won the BAFTA, she's on a roll. Um, and the performance, we haven't seen Minari yet, and when we do see it, we will review it. Um, the performance is apparently incredible, and she's the very heavy favourite. But, you know, I'm basing it on the films as well and the type of films that they are and thinking about the performances from those people. And, like, Maria Bakalova was great in, in Borat's subsequent movie film, but is that an Oscar-liking kind of film? You know, I, I, I'm not, I'm not, you know, I'm not sure it's, you know, a top dog award-winning yeah. performance. I don't think Glenn Close is either. Um, I think the, the the actual premise of the film and story and editing and directorship in that film let the whole thing oh, down. Oh, Hillbilly Elegy was a mess. It was a huge mess. And I, I think Glenn Close in it was was good um, and solid, but I don't think it's an Oscar-winning performance. I, Olivia Coleman could. I, uh, she, she was brilliant in The Father. That would be um, a real surprise. Amanda Seyfried as well. I think she was good, but I don't think it's an Oscar-winning performance either. But I think Minari is an Oscar-winning film. I, I can, I, I, from what I know, from what I've seen in terms of trailer, from, 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 yeah. uh, from off my instincts, from what I've seen and heard, I, I'm gonna have to go for Yu Jong Yoon. Yeah, well, Minari Craig has been nominated for six Oscars. Um, it's got a total of six um, nominations there. So, look, this is going to be fascinating, folks, when it comes to actually tallying these awards up because Craig has gone for the favourite there. I've gone for Glenn Close. I've gone for an outsider. Um, I do apologise again for getting Yu Jung Yoon's name wrong. I had it written down differently. Um, I am a buffoon of the highest order. Um, the next category is 
absolutely fascinating um, and it's one that has been dominated um, in recent years and seen runaway winners with the likes of Roma and Parasite. It's a fascinating category and a category that me and Craig are interested into diving in more, particularly reviewing these films on the main show, something we are going to endeavour to try and do and it's international feature film. And the nominees are Another Round, Denmark, Better Days, Hong Kong, Collective from Romania, The Man Who Sold His Skin, Tunisia, and Quaveda Aida, or Aida, Bosnia and Herzegovina. Um, Craig, there is a very, very heavy favourite here. Um, mm. I will tell you what that is shortly. Um, from <laughs> your um, knowledge, from your extensive study, um, <laughs> what, what are you unfortunately going for David there hasn't been extensive study on this for international feature film I've not watched I've managed to get around to seeing any of these yeah. um, but what I do know is that another round is my pick I'm going for it wow um, simple as that and let me tell you folks um, it's a sensible pick um, because it's going to win um, so well done to Craig there. It is the one to seven betting favourite. Uh, Quaveda Aida is seven to one. Collective fourteen to one. Better Days twenty two to one. And if you fancy the man who sold his skin, that is thirty three to one. Craig, the reason another round is going to win, it recently won BAFTA, but um, Vinterberg is nominated in director. That's a huge nomination. So for another round to receive a director nomination, it's going to win international feature film. So Craig has selected another round and I am also selecting another round. And another another round will win, folks. But Quaveda Aida, let me tell you, I've heard lots of good things about that film um, and really looking forward to, uh, to studying that a bit more. We're going to move on to sound um, and nominations here are Greyhound, Mank, News of the World, Soul and Sound of Metal. David, please tell me which one are you going for here? Um, I'm going to tell you which one I'm going for and I'm going to tell you which one will win. And it is Sound of Metal. Why? Simply because it's the best sound of the year. The sound design on this film is extraordinary. It's the very heavy price, short priced one to 16 favorite sound of metal. The sound design on this film blew me away. It was tremendous. Sound Mm. of metal is winning sound fact. You know, it's difficult because actually I think there are three here that actually are, well, four actually that are above that are really good. Sound of metal probably is my favorite here. Yeah. Then Mank, Soul, and Greyhound. Wow, that's the betting order. Is it really? Yeah. Well, it's such a strange category because sound means so much to so many different people because there's so many elements to it. Yeah. Um, You know, Soul for the soundtrack um, and the music. Yeah. Sound of Metal for the way that the sound has been implemented. Um, Greyhound, again, as well, for the way that the sound is woven into the edit of the film. Yeah. Um, Mank, the way that they recorded that audio to make it sound, you know, like yes. a 19, 1940s or, you know, that era, yeah. I yeah. guess it is, you know, really masterfully done in a digital era. Um, and, you know, I want Sound of Metal to win. Do I think it will? I don't know. I um for the pure looking at the sound like i think i think it elevates the story for sound of metal yes um and i think 
as a story storytelling feature, I think it's great. As a as a technique, as a f- production technique, I think Mank might have this. Oh, I think I, th- I think Mank might actually win. Are you putting Mank? I'm putting Mank. Yeah. Wow. That I mean, I've got to say, I think you're a madman. Um, I, I'm absolutely certain Sound of Metal will win. Mank is the second favourite, so Craig doesn't know the betting odds. So the fact that he, off the top of his head, he's just gone for Mank shows this guy knows what he's talking about. It's, I mean, Mank's the most nominated film with ten nominations. Maybe it wins Sound. It would be a shock, and all of film Twitter would be outraged. And Craig would say, "I called it unbelievable." Um, what we're going to do now, <laughs> folks, is what else is unbelievable is our Patreons. Um, we love our Patreons. And if you're interested in becoming a patron, have a little listen to this ad. We interrupt this broadcast or visit Worth It, the film review podcast, for an important announcement. If you're enjoying the podcast, we would like to remind you that you can now become a Patreon supporter for as little as $3 a month. This helps the podcast to continue to grow as well as offering the potential for bonus content and Is It Worth It merchandise. Your support helps the podcast stay alive. So why not become a Patreon supporter today? Head on over to www.patreon.com forward slash Is It Worth It podcast. Brilliant. So once again, a massive thank you to our Patreons. Moving swiftly on, we're on to animated feature. Um, And the nominees are, I'm just having a look. It is me who's reading these ones. The nominees for animated feature are Onward, Over the Moon, a Shaun the Sheep movie, Farmageddon, Soul and Wolfwalkers. Um, Craig, I think... I think you've made some outrageous calls. Um, mm-hmm. I think there's a very clear winner here. Yeah. Surely you're going to pick the winner here. Surely you're going to go with the... Yeah, it's Wolfwalkers. Oh! No. <laughs> <laughs> it's not. It's not. It's not. It's, it's soul for me. 100% soul. Um, Soul's going to win, I hope. Um, I'm ticking it. It's done. Yeah, Soul won the Golden Globe and the BAFTA. Obviously, it did well at the Annie Awards as well, the Animation Awards. Um, Soul is 1 to 16. So what does that mean, folks? That means the bookmakers are almost certain that Soul will win. Wolfwalkers is the second favourite 9 to 1. Onward, which I thought was brilliant, by the way, and would be a lively contender in any other year, 20 to 1. Over the Moon, 28 to 1. I'm disappointed Craig didn't tip at 33 to 1. A Shaun the Sheep movie, Farmageddon. But Craig is correct. <laughs> Imagine that would have been mad. Craig is 100% correct. Soul is winning this category. So Craig has gone for Soul. I've also gone for Soul because Soul will win animated feature. Next up, we have makeup and hairstyling. We have nominated Emma, Hillbilly Elegy, Ma Rainey's Black Bottom, Mank, and Pinocchio. David, which is the one that's going to win for you? So this is a really interesting category um Mulraney's Black Bottom won the Critics Choice Craig um and it won BAFTA um it's also the short priced betting favourite at one to three Pinocchio is the second favourite and a lively outsider at nine to two Hillbilly Elegy nine to one Mank sixteen to one and the rank outsider is Emma at twenty to one I'll keep it very short and sweet I simply 
Um, on the precursors, Ma Rainey's Black Bottom won the Critics' Choice and it won the BAFTA. Uh. So that would suggest that it's going to win the Oscar. But I think Ma Rainey's Black Bottom, which is my pick, will win the Oscar because the hair and makeup in Ma Rainey's Black Bottom was superb. Um, my pick is Ma Rainey's Black Bottom. I'm... I, I've got a feeling Craig's going to go for Emma here, which would be outrageous. But uh, <laughs> you, you're you're close. You know, I'm oh, I'm I'm tem- I'm tempted. I think the twenty hair, to the one make- outsider. The makeup and hairstyling in, in Emma was brilliant. I thought yeah. it was really really good. Um, Hillbilly Elegy obviously had some great makeup to make. Um, uh, to make um, Glenn Close, uh, Glenn Close. I can't believe and Amy Adams name. and Amy Adams look. Totally different, yeah. um, but you know, uh, yeah, you know what? I am going to go for Emma. Oh wow! I've uh, I liked it. I thought at it was the good. end of this, can you I text me these? Because I haven't made a note of all of yours. You've got your ballot in front of you. Because some so you of went these, for Rainey, yeah? I went for Moraney there. Okay, um, and you've gone for Emma. Guys, these this is tremendous stuff from Craig. Twenty to one outsider Emma. If any of these land, you are a legend. By the way, you're an Oscars guru. Um, on to the next category. It's true. He's he's pulling a funny face. It's true. These so these nomina- these predictions, man. These are mad. Um, visual <laughs> effects. Um, the nominees are Love and Monsters, The Midnight Sky, Mulan, The One and Only Ivan, and Tenet. Um, we can have a bit of a laugh here, can't we? we because well, well, I'm because really the Midnight ex- Sky. I I did. Slate the the visual effects in there a little bit. <laughs> yeah, you did actually. I remember you saying they weren't very good. I I just felt that there was a one part of the film that I thought the visual effects were fantastic in, but then there were certain parts of the visual effects within the film that took me right out of the film because it didn't suspend my belief. And vi- good visual effects are visual effects that that are able to suspend your belief. And the one that I'm going for is Tenant because yeah. it suspended my belief 100% because of the visual effects, the way that the technique that they invoked here to, to film Tenet is is amazing. And I think, um, you know, it, some of it was real as well. Like, it, you know, visual effects isn't always about CGI. It's about real explosions and stuff like that. And I think that's, I think Tenet, they like to do things on camera, in camera. So, Tenet, yeah, it's got my vote. Absolutely fascinating there, folks. Um, for, I don't know, I haven't been keeping a tally, but for not for the first time, um, me and Craig are going to go for um, for the same pick. I'm going for Tenet. Um, why? Um, I thought that the, the visual effects in Tenet were absolutely outstanding. And I mean, just just brilliant um i mean they blew up a building and then they reversed it and then they blew it up again um tenet receives two oscar nominations craig and for what christopher nolan did during a well not during a pandemic but it was released during a pandemic supposedly to save cinema i thought tenet on the big screen was incredible um tenet is the favorite one to three the midnight sky craig you won't believe this is the second favorite at three to one milan mm. is an outsider at 16 to one love and monsters 25 to one the one and only ivan 33 to one tenet is the one to three favorite so it's a short price favor but it's not a certainty but both craig and myself are going for tenet um so we agree on that one craig so so far seven out of these categories, we've actually shared uh, a, a tick 
Um, wow. So yeah, so far. <laughs> this could bad. be this could be close. Like if I lose this, oh. <laughs> Craig, what do we got we've, next? We, well, we've gone through 15. Our 16th is cinematography, and we've got nominated Judas and the Black Messiah, Mank, News of the World, Nomadland, and the Trial of Chicago. The Trial of the Chicago Seven. Get my words out there properly. Ah, uh, David, what are you going for? Please tell me. So this is a category that, um, according to the bookmakers, it's between two. Um, I'm gonna let Craig know that before he he gives his prediction. I don't. It won't affect his prediction. Uh, I think he could go for one of the outsiders. Nomadland is the favourite. The cinematography in Nomadland during those golden hour shots was absolutely gorgeous, um, and it is the favourite. Um, Nomadland won cinematography at the Critics' Choice. Nomadland won cinematography at BAFTA. It is the four to nine betting favourite. Um, Mank is 100 to 30, second favourite. News of the World, 16 to 1. Judas and the Black Messiah, 22 to 1. The Trial of the Chicago 7 is the rank outsider at 28 to 1. I've thought long and hard about this, and I'm going for Mank. Um, I think. Oh, yes. I think, honestly, so we'll get onto it in best picture, but I'm on my ballot. There's a number of things where where Nomad Land is favourite, Craig. And I've actually gone against it. So forget the fact that Nomadland is a short-priced favourite. I think the cinematography in Mank is gorgeous. I think mm. Mank has got 10 nominations. It's not going to go home empty-handed. So for me, I'm predicting an upset. Um, might have a bet, might not. Craig knows the answer to what, what I will actually do there. Um, for uh, me, Mank... Yes. Yes, David's having a bet, if anyone's <laughs> Craig, you've heard the betting odds. You've heard my angle. What crazy selection are you going for here? Or are you in the same boat as me? Or are you going to go I've, with Nomadland? I've already Land? ticked it. I've already ticked it. You already ticked it. What did you go for? Mank. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Well. <laughs> I, it, it, you know what? The way that the, sh- the film shot, again, the, the digital aspect, um, but paying homage to an era that, um, that, that the film was um, based upon in terms of the story. Um, what am I talking about? <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm talking about. Yeah. Um, the, basically, the cinematography is incredible. The way it's shot is just brilliant. It goes hand in hand with the sound. Um, again, why I've got why I've picked Mank for sound and cinematography is because they do go hand in hand because of the way that they're paying homage to Hollywood. I think. I think. I think those that are voting will really like it, and mm. and I think they will get it. Will get its vote. Is it a film that came out a bit early? It yeah, that's been, an angle. But I, I, it still sticks in my mind, and it's the one that gets my vote. I mean, so, yeah. according, if my head's correct, you've got Mank winning production design, sound, and cinematography. Uh, yeah. yeah. That's three Oscars on the night. That's a good night for Mank. Um, this, is, this is great. I'm really enjoying this. Um, original score nominees. Um, the nominees are The Five Bloods, Mank, will Craig go for that again? Minari, News of the World, and Soul. Um, Craig, there is a heavy, heavy favourite here for um, original score. I won't tell yeah. you what that is. Um, what do you think is going to win? I already know what my answer is. It's Soul. Um, wow. Wow. I think for a, for a score, uh, it is always going to be Soul, 100%. Yeah, like, look, you don't even need to question it. We'll <laughs> we'll keep this short and sweet. Soul won the Critics' Choice, Craig. It won the Golden Globe, 
and it won BAFTA. It's the one to ten betting favourite. Mank is second favourite, eight to one. Minari sixteen to one. News of the mm. World twenty five to one. The Five Bloods is very happy to get nominated at twenty five to one. The film that is winning original score is Soul. <laughs> Moving on to adapted screenplay then, and we've got uh, who we've we got nominated. We've got Borat, subsequent movie film, The Father, Nomadland, One Night in Miami, and The White tiger wow um okay david over to you what are you picking here so this is this is a fascinating category um i'm i'm so excited to hear what craig has to say i'm not actually going to give the betting odds because i don't want craig to know them um but i will give you some statistics the writers guild of america award which is a major precursor actually went to borat subsequent movie film i find that bizarre because a majority of this film is improvised, is it not? Well, this is what me and also Mike discussed on Mike, Mike and Oscar. We did a reactions episode where we reacted to the WGA and the PGA. And we wanted to know, you make a really valid point, Craig, how much of this was fleshed out on paper in the script? And the reason it qualifies for adapted screenplay is because it's a sequel, so it's adapted from the original. How much of it was actually down on the paper is fascinating. Um Nomadland wasn't eligible, just so you know, for the Writers Guild of America Award. Don't know exactly why, so I wouldn't read too much into that. But the WGA went to Borat, but BAFTA went to The Father. Um, I'm going to give the betting odds later, but my selection isn't the favourite. I'm going... I I was really tempted to pick Borat here, Craig, but Mm. I'm not. I'm actually going to go for The Father in in, in Adapted Screenplay. And let me tell you why. It's obviously adapted from a play. Forget the betting lines here. I have got them in front of me. But I think it's the best adapted screenplay. I think The Father has a better screenplay than Nomadland. I think it has a better screenplay than Borat. I think it has a better screenplay than One Night in Miami. And The White Tiger is just happy, happy to be there. But the screenplay was fantastic. I'm going for The Father. Craig, Okay. what are you going for? So it's it's a really tough one. Um, One Night on in Miami is a brilliantly adapted screenplay from a play. Mm. Um, I think Nomadland is clever in the way that it's adapted itself um, in terms of from what the original source material was. It's, it's a very clever way of doing it. So I think it's got quite a lot of potential there for, for a win. I want I want the father to win. I mm. think that's I think it's clear and I and and I hope it does and I'm that's why the father gets my vote. Wow. Um just to let you know Nomadland is the favorite. Like a lot of people and and people really do think Nomadland will win adapted screenplay. If Nomadland wins adapted screenplay, it enhances its chances of ultimately winning best picture. Nomadland is 2 to 5, The Father is 3 to 1. Borat subsequent movie film sixteen to one, One Night in Miami eighteen to one, The White Tiger, The Outsider at forty to one. So both me and Craig have gone for the second favourite, The Father, and I really hope The Father beats Nomadland. Um, on to the next category, a fascinating category, and it's costume design. The nominees are Emma, Mank, Moraine's Black Bottom, Mulan, and Pinocchio. As usual, I have some betting. I have some stats. Craig, I'm fascinated. <laughs> <laughs> what are you? Who's going to win? What are um, you going for here? Because you don't know the betting odds. 
I've no. got them in front of me. There is a favourite, obviously, and quite a clear favourite. Who do you think it is and who are you going for? I'm I'm going for Emma. Wow. I'm going for Emma. I think the costumes in Emma was fantastic. It came wow. out so long ago, though, so I think I think it's going to win. But I, as I said, it, it came out a while ago. Is it rememberable? Yeah, you know what? The costumes and the hair and makeup, all that sort of stuff, were very memorable. So I'm going to go for Emma. Wow. Um, before I give my selection, Critics' Choice and BAFTA was won by Mulraney's Black Bottom. For me, mm. this is Mulraney's to lose. The costumes come from four-time Oscar nominee and one-time winner Anne Roth, now a five-time nominee. Um, Mulraney's Black Bottom is the four-to-nine favourite. It's the one to beat. I'm going for Emma. Um, <laughs> You're going for Emma as well? Yeah. And wow. Let, let, me, let me tell you, Craig, so Mulraney's Black Bottom is the favourite. Most Oscars pundits and everything would suggest Mulraney. Like I said, it won the Critics' Choice for, cost, for, um, for costume. It won the BAFTA for costume. It is the favourite. But I have Mulraney winning for Viola Davis. I have Mulraney winning for Chadwick Boseman. I also have Mulraney winning makeup and hair. If I was to put Mulraney for costume, that would be four Oscar wins for Mulraney. Mulraney's Black Bottom doesn't have a Best Picture nomination. Therefore, my logic is it can't win four. And the Academy love a period piece. The costumes in Emma were fantastic. It's By the way, both of us picking Emma, this is really unconventional but we're in the same boat and it's fascinating <laughs> i'm going for emma as well cool uh it is strange stuff um okay moving on to original song and our nominations here i'm just going to bring it close to my eyes because my vision isn't quite what it this is going to be. be a real laugh fight for you judas and the black messiah hear my voice the trial of chicago seven husevik eurovision song contest uh low sigh uh, seen the life ahead, Levita Dan Davinti Asi, and speak now one night in Miami. David, um, what is going on there? Um, so this is another tough one, and believe me, folks, Craig is thinking now what he's going to pick. I have been thinking about this for hours and hours. I've I've looked at the betting odds. I've I've hit myself over the head with a club. Um, I've decided. I'm ticking it now. <laughs> I look. Um, best original song at the Golden Globes went to um, Craig said IOC. Um, he's confused me with the name, but seen from the life ahead. So the life ahead, the 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 song there won the Golden Globe. The critics' choice went to Speak Now. One night in Miami. Um, Speak Now is the bookmakers' favourite at even money. Husevic is second favourite at a hundred to thirty. IOC <laughs> is seven to two. Third favourite. Hear my voice. Twenty five to one. Fight for you. Twenty five to one. Craig, I'm not going for the favourite here, and I think we might be going for the same one. I'm going for what I think is the best original song of the year from a pretty terrible movie, but it's an absolute banger. And I mean, get the mashed potato ready. This <laughs> is a banger. And I'm going for Husevic, Craig, because it's an absolute brilliant song. It's the second favourite. There's been money for it, Craig. I know it doesn't oh. interest you. No. But the betting lines have moved. There has okay. been money for Husevic, and yeah. it's now the second favourite. I'm going for Husevic. Um, I'm not. I'm actually going for Speak Now because I thought that was a powerful 
song uh, within a very powerful movie and it it's the one that spoke to me and it's the one that I'm going for and I think it's going to win. Oh, this, this I'm is surprised to not see uh, a soul in there for any songs from soul. Yeah, no, that that's a fair point. But this is going to be fascinating, folks, because I've gone for Husavik, but Craig's gone for Speak Now, which is the favourite. So Craig is more likely to win this category than me. So when these tallies come back, this could be interesting. Um, original screenplay. Again, um, this, is, this is madness. Um, <laughs> the nominees... <laughs> For original screenplay are, let me get my ballot ready, Judas and the Black Messiah, Minari, Promising Young Woman, Sound of Metal, and The Trial of the Chicago 7. I have some stats. I have Don't some read stats. those stats. Don't read the stats yet. Come no, on. this is what I want to say. No, no, I, no, please, no, please. No, 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 let me finish. I don't want to be, I don't want to be. Yeah, but let me, let me finish, damn it. I have stats and I have gambling lines. I'm not going to say them. Thanks. (laughs) (laughs) Because I want to know what you think will win, because there is a clear favourite. Okay. Because I don't know these stats. I don't, I genuinely don't. I don't know the gambling lines. I don't look at them. Um, So as I break this down, hear my thoughts. Um, Okay, Judas and the Black Messiah. Wow. Um, I haven't seen Minari, so can I put it? I mean, I've done it already, but no. Promising Young Woman. Just incredible. Sound of Metal, also equally incredible. The Trial of Chicago 7, while it's a, a, an amazing story, I don't think it's the best screenplay. I'm going, I, I want to go for Promising Young Woman because I think out of all of these films, it's probably up there with a very important message. Um, we haven't reviewed this yet, we haven't even talked about it yet, but it is. It is very powerful, and I think it. it the, the the director, uh, she she's incredible, um, and she's she's found her voice on her directorial debut. What's her name again, David? Please, Emerald, Emerald Fennell or Fennell. Emerald Fennell. Fennell, sorry, Emerald, Emerald Fennell. Emerald Fennell. Okay. Well, either way, um, promising young woman has my vote. I think it's so it's so powerful that it's left me sort of feeling very different uh, i don't know i feel i feel a lot after watching it is the only way i can say it and it has my vote i think it is a, an incredible screenplay and i think it's one that um will be remembered and it will stand the test of time so yes it will it gets my vote 100 percent. guys this is absolutely fascinating so craig hasn't really looked at the precursors craig hasn't really looked at the betting and let me just give you a, a couple of stats the trial of the chicago seven one the Golden Globe. There's only one category, so they don't have adapted and original. There's only one category at the Globes, but the trial of Chicago 7 won. But listen to this. Craig's pick, Promising Young Woman, won Critics' Choice. Promising Young Woman won Writers Guild of America, where there's a big crossover. I'm not going to give you the stats. Craig would have a go at me. Promising Young Woman <laughs> then won BAFTA. Critics' Choice, WGA, BAFTA, Promising Young Woman, folks, is the one to three betting favourite. Without knowing that, Craig picked it. Well done to Craig. The Trial of the Chicago 7 is second at 11 to 4. Minari, 14 to 1. Sound of Metal, this will surprise you, 33 to 1. And Judas and the Black Messiah, 33 to 1. Sound of Metal doesn't surprise me, David. It It's an, it's a very good film, and but I think the, the content... 
I think promising young woman has more to it. It's there's more going on there. There's there's a lot more to say, and it's said. Um, so I think that's why it's 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 my it has my vote there because of that. And I, I'm not surprised to see Sound the Metal like that far down though. Folks, who am I going for? Yeah, please tell me. Go on, I'm, quick. I'm just so mesmerised that Craig picked Promising Young Woman, but what a pick it is. I'm going for the trial of the Chicago 7. Um, mm-hmm. I I think the screenplay... Craig could beat me in this one because he's got the favourite. I think the screenplay and Promising Young Woman as a film, we are going to review it, is a little bit too controversial. I think the screenplay in the trial of the Chicago 7 is... It's just compact from Sorkin. I think it's neat. Um, I think it's the best screenplay of the year, but I'm really going against the grain here because Promising Young Woman's won those three big precursors. It is the favourite. Um, but for me, I'm going for The Trial of the Chicago 7. So I could get bit, I could get beat in this category, but for me, it's a, it's the second favourite, 11-4, to 4, the, trial of the, the Trial of the Chicago 7. <laughs> and Craig is going to beat me in that category because Promising Young Woman will probably win. Next up, we have directing, David. I don't have any of the directors' names on the ballot sheet. Uh, is that we, correct? It's it, Yeah, I noticed that. Um, do you want me to read these? Have you got the directors' names? Yeah, I have, yeah. Go on, then. You read them out. So for director, we have Thomas Vinterberg, Another Round, David Fincher, Mank, Lee Isaac Chung, Minari, Chloe Zhao, Nomadland, and Emerald Fennel, Promising Young Woman. The first thing I want to say is two women, Craig, nominated in Best Director. Great Mm. progress. Brilliant to see. There is a huge short-priced betting favourite. This is considered one of the biggest locks of the night. Um, who do you think is going to win? Uh, <laughs> you know, I don't think I've put Nomadland for any of these yet. Um, and I, I, it's between Emerald Fennell and uh, Chloe Zhao, I believe. Um, I, I genuinely believe that. And I would give the award to either one of them. I would. One of, one of those is very short-priced favourite. But Nomadland is the one that I'm going to give it to because because of the way Chloe Zhao interacts with the the cast um, and the crew and the way that she directs every element of her stories that she usually works on. Um, it's amazing. And the way she brings in people who are non-actors to yep. act in her films and transforms them into just amazing characters in her films. Um, yeah, it's, it's Nomadland, 100%. Chloe Zhao. Wow, Craig has gone for the heavy favourite. Chloe Zhao is one to fourteen. David Fincher ten to one. Lee Isaac Chung twenty to one. Emerald Fennell twenty to one. And Thomas Vinterberg is the outsider at forty to one. I won't list them off, but Chloe Zhao has literally won everything um, that a director could win. She's on an absolute steamrolling train. Well, she's burning rubber. That van is burning rubber. Um, Zhao wins director, Craig. You've you've selected the winner there. Me and Craig both agree. And look, I think from the films I've seen, I'm not a huge Nomadland Nomadland fan, um, and people will, will understand that from my ballot, but it's got to win somewhere, and it will win director. Okay, well, we're on the final 
the final award of the night and it's best picture. Uh, um, the nominations are... Go sorry, go on. No, no, no. Um, we did swap round, but I will allow you to read the nominees. I would be honoured to hear them from you, Craig. <laughs> okay. So the, the nominations are The Father, Judas and the Black Messiah, Mank, Minari, Nomadland, Promising Young Woman, Sound of Metal, and The Trial of Chicago 7. I keep doing that. The Trial of the Chicago 7. <laughs> uh, so, David, I want you to kick us off here with literally telling us what what you what you're voting for here do you want the stats or do you just want my pick i want your pick i'm going for judas and the black messiah <laughs> <laughs> i thought you might at I 40 might. to 1 look let me let me make this very very clear um if judas and the black messiah was to win best picture it would probably be one of the biggest shocks in oscar's history um it's 40 to 1 it's very very unlikely but I picked this out on the basis of some research I did from the trailer that I watched. I'm happy it got nominated. Um, I'm I'm sort of proud of myself to have picked this. I picked this back in like October time, maybe earlier. Um, but before Craig picks his, I just want to give a couple of stats, if that's okay, Craig. Go on then. Um, Nomadland won the Golden Globe for Best Picture Drama and the Critics' Choice. It also won the Producers Guild of America and BAFTA. So Nomadland has literally been sweeping up and clearing up. The Trial of the Chicago 7 won Best Ensemble at the Critics' Choice and SAG Ensemble. So in theory, Craig, before you make your pick, this is really a two-horse race between Nomadland, which is one to four, so it's a very, very heavy betting favourite. The Trial of the Chicago 7 is six to one. The Trial of the Chicago 7 can win Best Picture, but to do so, I think it needs to win Best Editing and Original Screenplay. Hmm. Do you want the betting odds or do you want to make your, <clears throat> do you want to make your pick? I want to, I want to make my pick. Um, so purely based on the fact that I've seen all of these films bar one, okay? I haven't seen Minari. Yeah, neither have I. And we apologise. Um, yeah, I have been trying to actually get that as a screener before it came out in the UK. Um, I think it is very close to coming out um, and we will watch it soon. But on the back of everything that I have seen, it The Promising Young Woman has my vote. 100%. Wow. It's, you know, it it's such a hard-hitting story, but it's done in such a clever way. It's a, a fantastic story. It's, it's, it's so hard-hitting, though, and... And I think it's a story that needs to be out there and needs to be recognised and needs to be shown and needs to be seen by as many people as possible. And that whilst difficult subject matters and difficult stories might be seen as controversial, it's actually it speaks the truth. And yeah. films that streak speak the truth should be awarded for speaking the truth. And and it gets my vote one hundred percent. Do you know that's absolutely fascinating, folks? Um, that's a really interesting pick from Craig and it's not impossible because Kerry Mulligan could win actress um a, a promising young woman could win original screenplay um before we round this off Nomadland is the betting favorite 1 to 4 the trial of the chicago 7 is 6 to 1 minari mm. third favorite 14 to 1 promising young woman is fourth on the list craig at 20 to 1 
Judas and the Black Mess sorry, Mank forty to one, Judas and the Black Messiah forty to one, Sound of Metal is eighty to one, and the Father is the rank outside at a hundred to one. Most people, Craig, would say that this is Nomad Lands to lose and it's gonna win. Then mm. they would say if it gets beat, it's probably beat by the trial of the Chicago Seven, but like I said, that would need to win editing and screenplay. But if there was to be an upset, Minari or Promising Young Woman, so you've got more of a chance of winning Best Picture than I have. Judas and the Black Messiah is a real mad pick. But, mm. you know, fair play to us. You know, Nomadland, like I said, has won everything, Craig. You know that. You don't even need to look at the precursors. Every possible award, apart from um, the two that I listed, um, Best Ensemble at the Critics' Choice and SAG Ensemble for Trial of Chicago 7 at SAG, um, before we round the show off, is there anything else you want to say about the tallies you've got in front of you about this crazy podcast or are we, are we good to round it off with two mad predictions for best picture? Sorry, I, there was a deliberate pause there. I was counting how many that both you and I have gone for. Okay. Um, I'm fascinated. And 11 of them, we, we tally up, we match 11, I think, let me just double check one, two, three, Four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven. Yeah, a hundred percent. Eleven. Wow. We've gone for actor in a leading role. We've gone for documentary feature. We've gone for production design, actor in a supporting role. Uh, we've gone for uh, international feature film. We've gone for animated feature film. We've gone for visual effects. We've gone for cinematography, original score, adapted screenplay, and costume design. Um, that's a lot. That's a lot that we've gone for um, yeah. to, to cross over. But that with, means there's. But, yeah. Oh, I'm being put on the spot here. That means there's 12 that are different. I think so. 11 plus 12 <laughs> is 23. <laughs> <laughs> and with that rapid map. Look, what we're going to do, guys, is both. Again, I'm live on air, but Craig will have to agree. Both of us on our individual Twitter pages will post, if Craig agrees, our predictions. We'll do yeah, that go for on Saturday. There's actually a great thing you can do. If you follow the Oscars on uh, official Twitter page on Twitter and go to the DM, um, you can actually make your selections and it will then publish those on Twitter. So both me and Craig will do that. Look out on our Twitter feeds and on our main page for those predictions. But all that leaves me to say is thank you very much for joining us on Road to the Oscars episode five. Craig, I've got to say it's been an absolute privilege really having you on and I, I genuinely mean I am delighted you came on because you've made some ballsy predictions you've made some <laughs> no you have you've made some heartfelt honest predictions and you've and you've said in a couple of categories I don't know about this and you've stuck a pin in it and I love it I think it's been great fun thank you so much for coming on no no thank thank you for inviting me um I feel like I was slightly like a last resort but you I've enjoyed it. We've I've enjoyed it. I've enjoyed it. Yeah, but David, pick. David, I've enjoyed it thoroughly. <laughs> um, we do have to wrap up though, yeah. so let's carry on with this wonderful outro. Um, you can find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Just search for "Is It Worth It?" the Film Review Podcast. You can also email the show at mymailisworthit at isitworthitpodcast.com. That email address, again, is mymailisworthit at isitworthitpodcast.com. We really do love receiving all your emails. Craig, it has been a pleasure, as always. And dear listener, thank you for tuning in. And make sure you listen out for our next edition of Road to the Oscars, where, we'll, where we will be 
acting acting what am i oh we can never Wait, no react, <laughs> react. We, we will be we will be thespians no we will, <laughs> we will be reacting to the oscars results and all that leaves me to say in this this has been one of my favorite episodes on road to the oscars it really has it's been a blast he's been craig fields and uh, of course he has been david long of course he has and this has been <laughs> road to the oscars to the oscars <laughs> thank you guys what cheers craig great great stuff cheers. goodbye Ta-da-bye.